This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Scott Chasen. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com, and the man across the studio from me is Scott Chasen to discuss the big news of the day. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is not retiring. That's it. That's the headline. That's Fitz, I, I have a number for you. What? It is 518,628. Do you know what that number is? Uh, the amount I get paid to do this show. Yes, uh, of course. And it's also the number that a fan paid for Tom Brady's last touchdown ball yesterday. Oh. That's right. a mistake. Keep That's the, a house. Keep the receipt. Keep the receipt. <laughs> you can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash the drive show on Twitter at the drive 13. And of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of the drive, you can listen to an audio only version. No pictures of me that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com. And we start things off as we always do with our two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Well, Scott, the big news is actually the NCAA tournament bracket has been released, and the Kansas Jayhawks are the number one seed in the Midwest region. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the Jayhawks' draw? Well, Fitz, I actually think it's kind of favorable, and that has not always been the case for Kansas, which, especially as a two-seed, has seemed to walk into some uh, tough teams when Kansas was a one in 2018. The bottom half of that bracket had Duke and Michigan State. That wasn't great, but you know, Fitz, I just got off a press conference with Bill Self before we started taping this, and Bill Self said he was happy. That doesn't happen a whole lot. Bill Self's usually telling you about the hardest teams in the region. Now he did say he never really likes the draw. He said that continues this year. There are some tough teams in the Jayhawks region, but he said he certainly doesn't hate it. Now, there are some little things if you want to and a nitpick as you go through the bracket. Yes, Bill Self said he would rather know who he's playing as his 16 seed than not know. I think that's a reasonable, not really a big deal. Kansas will be a massive favorite. And, you know, when you look at the bracket, there are some tough teams. I think San Diego State, they have the number two ranked defense nationally on Ken Palm. They're in that 8-9 game. So if they play Kansas, Kansas, which is used to playing against some pretty rugged defenses in the Big 12, they're going to have to go up against them. And Look, I think Iowa, conversely, Iowa's a great offensive team. They'll be also in the top half of Kansas's region as a five seed. But look down, look at the bottom of the bracket and the hard teams, the two, the three. You know, look at those teams that you would have to play. It's really not as bad as it could have been. I think Auburn is a, a very talented team, reeled off a ton of wins. The computers said they would come back down to earth and lose some games, and they closed their season going 500 uh, over their last six games. As a two seed, I think you'd much rather play them than a team like Kentucky. And Wisconsin is good. Wisconsin won a lot of close games. But again, if you're picking from three seeds and you're looking at it and saying, do I really want to play a Tennessee team that's so good and athletic, has great lead guards, good defense, or a team like Wisconsin that kind of skated by the skin of their teeth 
throughout the year, you'd say, give me Wisconsin again. So look, it's not an easy bracket. There's no such thing as an easy region. If you're going to get you know, all the way through the tournament, sometimes you get breaks, sometimes you don't. But I don't think this is a bad draw for Kansas at all. And Fitz, there have been some years where that has been the case. There has been some years where Kansas got lucky. I tend to lean luckier side with this one, even though I could see Kansas struggling a little bit, particularly with that 8-9 game. God, I love this time of year. I love it so much. But K-State isn't in the bracket again. (laughs) Well, Fitz, we'll talk about that as Bruce Weber resigned after 10 years as Kansas State's head coach Thursday morning. So, Fitz, where does K-State Athletics Director Gene Taylor look for this new coach? Well, it's going to be very interesting. And, And the search really begins in Champaign, Illinois with Brad Underwood. He's the the hometown guy. He's the favorite son. He's the one you want to bring home. He's incredibly expensive. He's locked up in in the NCAA tournament until they lose. There's a lot of things going on there that might make it very difficult for K-State to get Brad Underwood out of Champaign, but I know this, Gene Taylor's going to give it a shot. Because you got to give it a shot. It's your job to swing for the fence, and if that doesn't work out, There are a lot of great choices out there right now in terms of possible rising candidates uh, for not just this job, but there's other jobs open. You know, one of my favorites is Chris Jans, who was at Wichita State. He's in the bracket with his New Mexico State program. Another one that I think has interest in the game, in the, excuse me, in the job is Andy Kennedy. He's also in the bracket with his UAB team. Uh, You know, there's other coaches too that I, I really like, including Baylor's Jerome Tang. There's young coaches at Drake and North Texas. There are great candidates. So I'm just going to caution K-State fans. I know you're invested in Brad Underwood. Hey, look, I've always, I don't hide this. And in fact, I, I like to make sure everyone knows it so they understand my bias. I've been friends with him a long time. I hope he comes home. I've known his wife actually longer. We kind of grew up going to grade school together. So it's going to be interesting to see how far that goes and if there's any way to make it work. But if they do have to move on, don't get too upset. There are good candidates. And it will be fascinating to see what direction Gene Taylor kind of bends with this because he hired the coach from a lower level for his football coach. That risk was taken and it was kind of met with some skepticism and it seems to be working out with Chris Kleiman. His only other hire is baseball and that was Pete Hughes who had been removed at Oklahoma. So kind of the recycled older coaches off the table too. That would lend you to believe he will go with an assistant or an up-and-coming mid-major coach if he can't get Brad Underwood. So stay tuned, and we're, of course, going to be covering it at Go Powercat. Fitz, expecting a lot of conversation on the, the, coach, the coaching conversation, I guess. A- yeah. Any thoughts on Bruce Weber's parting words as K-State coach? Uh, he hit all the right notes for the most part and after the game on Wednesday, and I, I think he would have been best served not talking again uh, and maybe just saving it for a podcast later on down the road. He took some shots out the door. You know, if you're a Weber fan, you're like, yeah, get him. Uh, but I think uh, he damaged K-State. He insulted the fans, and I, I'm just I'm regretful that he did it. I wish he hadn't held that press conference. For some reason, K-State allowed him to do it. Very strange. Well, Scott, six Big 12 teams made the tournament with Oklahoma getting left out. Did the NCAA get this right? And what do you make of the Big 12 teams in this bracket? Well, Fitz, uh, look, I like Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's a good team that could have caused some trouble. Oklahoma also had a stretch of 15 games where they went 3-12. and 12. That's bad. And, and, and so when you start looking at this and saying, well, should they have been in? Their Ken Palm rating is 30. Their, you know, X, Y, and Z. 
yes, but you do have to win more games. You know, playing all these close games and losing them, I think Joey Helmer at the 24-7 Sports Network pointed out, they were like 24 points away from having way more wins than they ended up having, but you don't get to do that, right? Nope. What's the saying that close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades? So uh, I, I think ultimately Oklahoma being the second team left out, especially after Richmond won and was kind of a big stealer, I actually think that ended up being the right call. But when I, I look at this NCAA tournament bracket, I do not see an easy path for basically any team in the Big 12. Uh, I think Baylor's got a really hard region. I think Texas will be lucky to win its first game. That's a 6-11 game that, if you go by some of the metrics, could be like a four seed versus six seed. I think Virginia Tech, who Texas will play, is obviously obviously on a roll. You know, in March, TCU intrigues me because we've seen them give Kansas some trouble. They are one of the best rebounding teams in the country. I would like to see them play Arizona. I think they have kind of an outside shot at a fun upset there. And then Texas Tech is in kind of this bottom half of a region of death with, you know, Alabama that's beaten some giants. They might have to play Duke, and that's just for the honor of getting to play Gonzaga. So I don't think the committee did the Big 12 any favors. It's, I, I honestly don't see the Big 12 having that good a showing in this tournament. And that's kind of disappointing because I did think the Big 12 was, you know, aside from one bad weekend, probably the best top-to-bottom conference in college basketball. I haven't had a full time to digest the bracket, but I think the Big 12 will perform extremely well into the Elite Eight, and maybe that'll be about it for the Big 12. And we'll get to our picks for the Final Four in a little bit. But I think the Big 12 is really good. I just think this this is a really top-heavy like five seeds up, four seeds up. There's so many good balanced teams. It's going to be fun to watch. And until, of course, the first weekend of upsets happens and all those teams are gone. No, I agree, though. Yep. I think this is shaping up for like one of the best Sweet 16 Elite Eights we've ever seen. Yep, I would agree. Now, a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Well, last week's question was, pick the winner of the Big 12 tournament, and congratulations because... Oh, how did you get that right, everyone? You picked the right answer. 48% said Kansas, 24% said Baylor, which was bounced in its first game by Oklahoma. Texas Tech, 20%. They were the runner-up. Other 8%, I have to imagine, those were Kansas State fans. Uh, no, no, they wouldn't have done it. <laughs> Here's this week's question. Which men's basketball coach coaching job is more attractive? Missouri's open, too. Your answers are A, Kansas State, and B, Missouri. Vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Well, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill, but we will be right back with more on KU and K-State on the Drive. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Welcome back to The Drive on Casual Sunday as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. You know, Fitz, we got yeah. Mike Boynton on the Big 12 yeah. broadcast because he wasn't eligible, and we have Bob Huggins in studio. Thanks We're for the joining us, zip. Coach. Yep. <laughs> well, Scott, Kansas is rolling into the NCAA tournament, winning five straight to lock up the Big 12 regular season and tournament titles. What do you like about how Kansas has played down the stretch? Well, Fitz, a few things. One, this is the best Kansas has played all season. I mean, we've seen Kansas struggle with a lot of these teams, TCU, Texas Tech, and then they kind of exercised some demons, right? As they uh, got into this Big 12 tournament, played in Kansas City, and oh, by the way, let's start with the guy who just got the assist to Jalen Wilson. How good was Remy Martin to basically come out of nowhere? And look, I know the fans have wondered or wanted him to play more and wanted to see more out of Remy Martin. Look, I don't think Remy Martin has been this healthy for about at least a few months, and, and certainly we haven't seen him have this quick a first step and this quick uh, just ability to slash, get into the paint, make things happen than what we saw in this game. So I, I actually want to give Kansas and Bill Self credit for handling this correctly in terms of bringing him back slowly, not overdoing it, letting him sit out a month, and then putting him in this game. But Fitz, it wasn't just Remy Martin who had to play well for Kansas to play well at the Big 12 tournament. David McCormick, yeah. And again, this was another injury situation where he played like nine minutes in the first game, 13 in the second game. They rested him, knowing that they probably had enough to win those first two. And then he goes out with a monster double-double in the championship game. David McCormick was great. Ochai Abaji looked more spry. I think this time off before the tournament did Kansas really well. I think they needed that break, especially after three games in a week. Then again, hearing from Bill Self today, he mentioned that down the stretch of the Big 12 regular season, Kansas felt the pressure of not wanting to screw up the league, and they kind of did with one of those losses to TCU. Once they got to the tournament, they started to play more free and more open, and you saw how good this Kansas team can be. One last takeaway from this tournament, I'll leave it on Remy Martin. Remy Martin closed out the game at point guard. Uh, the championship game for KU. That's not something Bill Self has been comfortable with. Bill Self likes Dewan Harris. He even shouted out Dewan Harris in his press conference today. He has not forgotten about Dewan Harris, but Bill Self trusted Remy Martin to close against Texas Tech to bring home some hardware. That's a big deal going into the NCAA tournament. It shows Bill Self believes in Remy Martin still. If Kansas gets that out of David McCormick in big games in the tournament and Remy Martin continues to provide a spark like he did, uh-oh. Okay, you might might get it done this year because those two guys add something they just haven't had consistently throughout the year. Yeah, Fitz, it definitely feels like Kansas is peaking right now, which is when you want to be doing that. Yep. Well, Fitz, earlier in the show, you discussed some possible candidates as Kansas State's next basketball coach, but what are realistic expectations for the Kansas State program? You know, this is something that's really split the fan base, um, and it used to kind of split along age lines. Those of us who are old enough to remember Ahern Fieldhouse and the great tradition that, you know, I grew up with watching Jack Hartman have typically had a little bit higher standards than the the younger crowd who honestly grew up with pretty mediocre basketball maybe under Jim Woldridge and Tom Asbury and even bluntly put Dana Altman at K-State wasn't the Dana Altman we now see at Oregon. But I don't think it's unreasonable to embrace exactly what Gene Taylor, Athletics Director at K-State has said. You should be in the top half of your conference. You should be contending for the NCAA tournament on a regular basis. You should be moving through the bracket as often as possible. None of those things, and competing for titles. Now, uh, look, 
Bruce Weber did some of that. He won two Big 12 titles. They shared, yeah, I know, but the banners still hang and they still count. And it was something K-State hadn't done in a very long time and K-Staters should always thank him. He went to one Elite Eight, which was very nice. And I still think that's his best season because you're measured in March as a basketball coach. As I've said on the radio or other places over and over, I've never once heard a national champion in basketball bemoan the fact that they finished third in their conference. No, you, you won the national title. So really coaches are measured in March. And you know what? K-State only advanced through the round of 64 one time under Bruce Weber. Asking your coach to be in the upper half, to be better than half the teams in your conference isn't a big ask. Be above average in the Big 12. That shouldn't be too much for a program like Kansas State that has gone to Final Fours, that has enjoyed Elite Eights, and has, in recent history, done some damage in the NCAA tournament. And certainly, finding a place in the NCAA tournament bracket isn't a big ask. Why? Because even in this year, when we thought maybe seven or eight teams would get in from the Big 12, six out of 10, 60% still got in the bracket. That's all attainable for K-State and not unrealistic. And actually, that's a pretty low bar to, to clear, if you ask me, on a consistent basis. Yeah, and fits to that point. Bruce Weber, like you talked about, he definitely had some real success, but there's no way to watch what the team did the last few few years and say, no, undoubtedly he deserves more time. I, I think you see the direction of the program, and that's when it's time to make a change. I'm actually just absolutely stunned at the number of people that have wanted him back, and I'm like, these last three years were worse than the last three years of Asbury and Woldridge. It's just not good. And now we step out of bounds. Out of Bounds is brought to you by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Well, Fitz, it's the best time of the year in my book, and we should be in store for a great NCAA tournament. Let's look to the entire bracket. We're going to go region by region here, starting in the West region, which is the top one. We'll do final four teams. A sleeper team along the way, six seed or lower. Who you got? Uh, up in the West, in the it, it, I'm doing it in every bracket. <laughs> no, 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 uh, just for the, the oh, bracket as a whole. Oh, the bracket as a whole. I, I really searched. I, I like Colorado State as my sleeper, but on the West, I like and I'm going out on a limb here, Gonzaga. That's that's I'm really out on a limb in the in the West, Gonzaga. Well, Fitz, I think I like Gonzaga emerging, too. I would just like to point your attention to the bottom half of the bracket. You'll see it when this scrolls back there because you've got Duke, you've got Tech, you've got an Alabama team. That's my sleeper. They've beaten uh, Baylor, Gonzaga, Houston, and Tennessee. That's a lot of good teams in that region, but the top half seems a little light. I like Gonzaga, too. You know what else Alabama's done? They lost to mediocre teams. They won't get mm -hmm. out of the round at 64. The play-in team will take them out. Spicy fits. They did lose to Missouri. I am with you on that yep. one. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, move across now to the south. And look at that. Right on cue. It's almost <laughs> like we know what we're doing. Who do you got coming out of the south? Well, Fitz, I think I have Tennessee because I think in this one it's almost flipped. It feels like the top half of the region with Houston, with Illinois, that's almost harder than this bottom half where I think Tennessee even gets a favorable two seed in Villanova. So I like Tennessee emerging here. I tell you what, that top half of the bracket is ridiculous. Chattanooga and Illinois, that's dangerous for Illinois. Mm -hmm. um, I do have Arizona coming out of this out of default, though, uh, simply because I don't like any of the other teams being consistent enough to make it through a bracket, such as Tennessee and Villanova. So mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with Arizona because I'm a coward. <laughs> well, now let's go to the, the Midwest, the KU region. 
fits. Originally, when I do my bracket, I, I go game by game. I had KU emerging. I want to double check that because sometimes you pick a couple ups, up, upsets. For example, I've got South Dakota State over Providence. South Dakota State's one of the most electric yep. offensive teams in the country. I love them there. Bottom half of the bracket would not surprise me. LSU, Wisconsin, and Auburn. If you told me any one of those three teams was in the Elite Eight, I would say, okay, I, I totally believe it. I'm not challenging at all. Uh, I think this this is not a, an especially dangerous region other than a couple of bad matchups, maybe Iowa being one with a great offense. But uh, I think Kansas has a real path here. I forgot to mention, I do have Gonzaga beating Tech, Texas mm-hmm. Tech, to get to the Final Four. And here I have Kansas also in the Elite Eight. But I'm going with Auburn. I think that's a bad matchup. For KU. But the thing about Auburn is nobody could do more damage than Auburn in this entire bracket and also lose in the first round. I mean, they are, they're just, just wild right now, but they are so dangerous. I have them in the Final Four. Okay, on to the East, and uh, I can't get what Kentucky did in Allen Fieldhouse out of my head. And I've got Kentucky over Baylor. I have three Big 12 teams in Elite Eight and none advancing to the Final Four, I got the Wildcats. Fitz, I'm with you on Kentucky here, and I just think it's interesting that, you know, people say conference tournaments don't matter. If Kansas didn't win the Big 12 tournament, got stuck with this region, potentially North Carolina in the first round, a very good battle-tested UCLA team coming off a Final Four appearance. The other side is Kentucky. It's got a, a pretty good Texas team. Virginia Tech is good. Purdue is good. This is the hardest region of the bracket to I agree. me. So I also have Kentucky emerging, but... I think Kansas dodged a bullet not being in that region. Very good. Dallas here for the fans. <laughs> Our fan go. question is sponsored by Metalark, supporting people and living their best lives. I think we were still looking at the brackets. Yeah, there. Fitz, here's the issue. When you bragged about how good we were at this for the first time, I it, changed, us. It, was, it was doomed to fail. All right, we'll go quick. Our fan question this week is, Fitz, let's get your take on Kansas. How far do you see the Jayhawks going this March? Well, that is from Scott in Topeka. I think you might know him. Yeah, Scott, I... Uh, I Got him in the Elite Eight, but as I said earlier mm-hmm. in the show, I hope you're listening. If McCormick and the company are that good, they're going to be really good in, in uh, heading to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Certainly a chance. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter. When we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back. As we head down the home stretch of this week's show, it's time to take a look at our predictions. And remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at The Drive 13. Here are last week's results. Scott is closing ground. The viewers went 2-1. and one. I went 1-2. and two. Scott went 3-0. and oh. Can he catch me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Here's this week's picks. <laughs> Short on time. Uh, Kansas minus 24.5 against an unknown opponent in the first round. Scott? I think we're both taking Kansas yep. fits. This will be a blowout. Yep. Minus 9.5. In that second round game, I'll, I think Kansas will win by 10 or more. Fitz, I'll actually take the mystery other team. I think San Diego State could give, or uh, yeah, San Diego State or Creighton could give Kansas some trouble. Our last one is this, yes or no, Baylor and Tech meet, make the Sweet 16. I'm going to say yes. 
I think they will not, although hearing your thoughts on Alabama has me shaken a little bit. Yeah, okay. Again, <laughs> make your picks on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. It's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One, by Local for a Strong Local Community. Scott, go. Through that, like you were auctioning something off. Uh, just wanted to mention Kansas women's basketball, just as we're taping this, got seeded. They'll be an eight seed. Georgia Tech is their nine, one seed Stanford, and that's a nice treat for Kansas. Gets to wear the home jerseys, and Brandon Schneider just got a four-year extension as well. Yep. And also make the bracket. Very interesting matchup. Kansas State's a nine seed. Their eight seed is Washington State, coached by former Kansas State associate head coach Cammie Etheridge, one of my favorite people. What a matchup for the Wildcats. And that's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.